Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <coughs> well, what's your problem over there? What seems to be the problem? How come you're coughing? I, I, am I coughing? Was that was that me? <laughs> I thought you were coughing. No, 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 you were coughing. Oh, you were coughing and I was coughing. We're both coughing. Oh, uh, maybe you like coffee. No, no, who's talking about coffee? Uh, you were coughing. Uh, uh, oh, uh, but I don't have a cold. I, I just walked in here and I smelled the freshness of the studio and everything. And, and it's really up, 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 uplifting. Yes, it is. Oh, oh okay, there we go. Uh, okay, I'm in my seat. You're in your seat. Yes. Now, I have a brand new story that I never, ever told before. So I'd like to thank the person, A.W., for sending me this story. I tried to research, uh, research as much as possible. I got a lot of historical background. And I haven't found the source to the actual story, but it, it does parallel to certain events that I did research. What are you talking about? You know, you're talking riddles. Oh, yes, I know that. Uh, that keeps people in suspense. First, let's take care and get everything out of the way that has to be out of the way. Are you going to move me? No, 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 no. Okay, let's go. Uh, you're going to start or I'm going to start? Oh, uh, You can start first. Okay. You're listening to jbertradio.com. And if you want to listen live on the telephone, you could call in live on the telephone. Uh, you could uh, call by dialing 712-432-4217. That number again is 712-432-4217. And, of course, if you'd like to listen live and you'd like to perhaps uh, go on our archives and listen to some old stuff that you may have missed, so you can dial 718-506-9099. To send in donations, which are sorely needed, uh, you could send it to J. Root Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is 2829 Nostrand Avenue, 11229. Okay, uh, <coughs> now I took care of that. Why is everybody coughing? Is there something going on in this room? Is there something that's making everybody cough? I have no idea, but uh, whatever it is, I hope it disappears. No, I don't want to disappear. No, no, you're not the one that's causing me to cough. Don't worry. Okay, anyhow, so uh, I think we took care of that. Yeah, there's one number you never have to tell. Which number are you talking about? You know, the one that, you know, like uh, 718-683-5858, you know, the number people call the other show, you know, to tell, you know, what what lesson they learned in the story. You never have to tell that lesson. I mean, that, 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 that. I never have to tell that number. You're right. Okay, so let's... Let's continue now and uh, get everything out of the way that we have to. Okay, so I'd like to remind everybody that if anybody's interested in any storytelling engagements or a martial arts demonstrations, which we call extreme martial arts uh, demonstrations, or the special uh, energy and strength um, demonstration called Koyach Fundi Moyach, you can call 718 375 1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. Please do not wait till the last minute because, Baruch Hashem, there are a number of camps and bungalow colonies that are uh, calling and reserving some prime dates. So um, don't wait till the last minute. Yes, uh, and I'm available for storytelling, and I'm available for the martial arts demonstration or the Koyach and the Moyach demonstration. And yes, it's possible to have more than one show, and yes, it's possible. Okay, so uh, let's see what else do we have to do here. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 I'll do the rest, okay? Okay, take it away. Uh, why do you want me to take away? No, just, that's an expression. Oh, oh okay. Uh, anyways, if anybody's interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak to be size for storytelling and for the Koyach and the Moyach and for the karate demonstration, you know, the martial arts, the extreme martial arts demonstration, <gasps> you could also call up, if you want to buy any of Rabbi Yitzhak story CDs, you can also call 718. 
1294. He will be more than happy to either fax you the list or or email you the list. And if anybody's interested and and oh, I'll do that part, okay? If anybody's interested in uh, seeing a sample, you know, uh, the, my demo demo, uh, you know, then you can uh, e- call me at 718-375-1294, and then I'll be more than happy to email you a link that you can look at, and you'll be able to see some uh, uh, demo of the demo. Okay, so that takes care of that. And, uh, uh, of course, if anybody's interested in any art lessons or, you know, uh, martial art lessons also or, or Qigong or energy exercises and things like that, you could call 718-375-1294, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Okay, and uh, I think we covered everything. Okay, so I want to remind everybody again, tonight's uh, show, tonight's story time with Rabbi Zerbs is uh, uh, also being done, is dedicated uh, to, for a Rafur Shalema for Chaim Yesetzvi ben Sarah Miriam. The name again for Rafur Shalema is Chaim Yesetzvi ben Sarah Miriam. Okay, so I think we got everything. Okay, so what's the great story that you're telling? <laughs> you want to know the great story? Well, let me ask you something. Did you ever hear of a person, the remorse? The remorse, of course. I learned about him in Yeshiva. Yes. <laughs> what do you know about him? Well, I know that... Um, um, he he lived uh, like a quite a number of h- hundred years ago, a few hundred, right? That's correct. Uh, do you know when he was born? Ah, uh, yeah, he was born like uh, many years ago. Yeah, but do you know when? Uh, around you know, like uh, you know, many years ago. And how many years ago? I, I don't know, like three, four hundred years ago, something like that. Well, he was born in the year fifteen twenty, and if you count, uh, oh, oh, wait, wait, I got my calculator. Okay, he was born in the year 5,280 since the world was created. And, if I remember correctly, listening to my Rebbe, he was born in Krakow, Poland. That's correct. And do you know when he was Nifta? Everybody knows when he was Nifta. Even though you weren't there at the time? Everybody knows, because it's a famous day. He, he was Nifta, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, about uh, the year uh, 1572, uh, which is like about 52 years after he was born. And it was in the, in the calculation. One second. Uh, yeah, it comes out to be five thousand three hundred thirty-two since the world was created. He was Nifta on like Boomer. That is correct. You got that right. Anyways, uh, I have a story about the Ramah. Very interesting story. I personally never heard this story until it was uh, sent to me. And not only did I not hear this story before it was sent to me. But I got another little secret to tell you. Not only did I not hear this story until it was sent to me, I found it to be a fascinating and amazing story. It forced me to do some research. And I found that, you know, depending on where you look, it's very interesting. Uh, There are different uh, opinions of when he was born. I saw an opinion that said he was born in 1525. Now, I don't know if that's a typographical letter or not. But according to the most sources that I saw, it seems to be that he was uh, born in 1520 and he lived uh, to the age of 52. And uh, he was a very, very big genius, you know. And, of course, in those days, uh, people married uh, quite young, you know. And uh, he, he, matter of fact, you know, when he was 10 years old, do you know what he did? <laughs> 
um, let's see, uh, um, he went to learn yeshiva. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that because if he's a big tzaddik, you're not going to tell me they went to brush his teeth. I'm sure he brushed his teeth also because, you know, um, that's part of, you know, taking care of the body. You know, you know it's a very important thing to brush your teeth. Okay, so anyways, um, at the age of 10, he went uh, to Lublin and he learned by a great, great tzaddik who... Uh, I believe he was the chief rabbi at that time of Lublin. His name was Rabbi Sholem Shachna of Lublin. And eventually, eventually, uh, uh, the, the great Ramah married, guess what? Uh, his daughter, right? His daughter, Golda. That's right. He married Golda. Anyways, now, I want to just tell you that at the age of 30 years old, the Ramah returned back to Lublin and uh, he, you know, he was, uh, you know, he was a great tzaddik already, and he started a yeshiva over there, very big masifta, you know, I mean, like a piece of medrash sort of, I should say, really. That's what it would be compared to nowadays. Very big yeshiva. And I just want you to know that he was able to do this because he was quite wealthy. Even though he was learning all the time, I mean, how did he become so wealthy? Well, um, I must confess that I saw two different interesting sources. You know that Ramoshe Isilis, which is the Ramah, um, his father's name was Yisroel. Yeah, 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 so, 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 so. Well, anyways, uh, Yisroel's father's name was... Yosef, Yosef, right? Uh, that's pretty good. How did you know that? I'm looking at your paper. Oh, stop that. Anyways, um, so that's correct. Uh, his father's name was Yosef. Now, I saw some sources that said that Yosef originally was a very, very rich, wealthy banker. And then I saw another source that said uh, that uh, his son Yisrael was the wealthy banker. But both make sense because it could be that the father, uh, Yosef, started it and then passed on the business to his son Yisrael. And, of course, so being that he was so wealthy, he was able to support the yeshiva. And guess what? And guess what? Uh, um, um, wait a minute. Wait a minute, I know what you're leading up to. Does this have to do with the story? Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm giving you this background. Because this has to do with the story. Well, you know, unfortunately, there was a sad thing that happened in those days. What was that? What was that? Well, you know that in those days, they didn't know about medicine the same way, and they didn't know about cleanliness the same way that we know now. For example, we all are very aware about germs and things like that, you know, that we don't cough onto other people, and we don't, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like, well, you know what I mean, you know, we know, uh, yeah, I know, we gotta watch for germs, you know, you gotta make sure your hands are clean, uh, and you don't put dirty hands in your mouth and things like that, you know, I know what you mean. That's right. <laughs> and of course, um... Unfortunately, in those days, uh, they weren't very aware of these things. So sometimes uh, people caught uh, sicknesses and diseases. And they used to call it an epidemic. Because let's say Lamashal, somebody had some sort of a virus and he was coughing all over the place. And he coughed into his hand and then somebody said, Ah, Shulam Aleichem, Remechu, how are you? Hashem, Shulam Aleichem. And they shook each other's hands. And then if Mechel went over... And he put his hands to his own mouth or rubbed his eyes or blew his nose or whatever it is. Then the germs went to him and he caught the thing. Now, sometimes some of these uh, sicknesses that uh, took place, unfortunately, 
Um, you know, it uh, took many lives, unfortunately. There were many plagues and epidemics and things like that. Okay, but um, the purpose of this story is not to go into that, except for a small section, because to tell you how the Marshal was built. Because if I don't tell you about that, then I can't lead up to the story. Okay, so let's get to it. All right, I'm getting to it. Relax. Okay, so let me tell you what happened. So what happened was is, there's uh, two different sources that talk about how the shul was built. So we know that money, he did not have to ask for people around. Of course, if people wanted to donate to make the shul, no problem. So one source says, yeah, one source says, what? that this shul was built in memory of Malka, which was the wife of Israel ben Yosef. And, you know, therefore he built it. In, in memory of that. Now, in the year 1552, in that particular year, it was a very sad and difficult time for uh, Rav Yisrael because, first of all, in that same year, because of an epidemic that was going around that hit the city of Krakow, so his wife and his daughter-in-law and his mother was nifter during that year. And so, therefore, he built a shul in honor, uh, in, you know, to me- memorialize Malka, his wife. Now, there are other sources that say that because when Yisrael's son Moshe came back, yeah, so he was a very big tzaddik and a very big masman and an eloi, so he built a shul in his honor. So that's another source. And then there's still another source that because that Ramoisha Isilis had access to money because the wealth was passed on to him also. So therefore, he went over and he built this shul in memory of his first wife, Golda, who died at the age of 20 years old because of that epidemic. Okay, so now we have all the different things about this shul. Now, the shul was pretty magnificent, but believe it or not, even though it's a magnificent shul, compared to other historical shuls, it's a pretty small shul, okay? So, but I just want you to know that because I want to I explain you about this shul, you see? See, the Ramah was not just your everyday tzaddik. It was like a, a super-duper tzaddik, ta-da-ta-da! Yes, he was a very, very great tzaddik, an extremely great tzaddik. As a matter of fact... Probably in his chus, the shul was not destroyed by the Nazis, believe it or not. What? They didn't burn it down? Nope. Matter of fact, it's still existing now. Now, they did steal things, you know, that were in the shul and things like that, and they decided to use the shul for something, you know, whatever, but, uh, uh, you know, for their purposes, but they didn't, uh, like, destroy it. And, of course, after the war, uh, as in past years and things like that, there are people that, you know, fixed up the shul. And it's still existing now, and it's still an active shul, believe it or not. Okay? Now, of course, you know that uh, the Ramah is very famous for, he was going to write a shulchan Aruch, just like Rabbi Yosef Cairo, except when he saw Rabbi Yosef Cairo's shulchan Aruch, he didn't want uh, people to get mixed up, and he didn't want to, you know, like... Uh, well, it's it, it, you know how a tzaddik works. Yeah, yeah, I know. They're very anivistic. You know, they're very humble. So he saw that it was a very good work, and uh, all he did was, like, he added 
like a little Hagah to it, you know, a little text added to it to, to be able to show the Minhagim and the way the uh, Ashkenazic Jews do things, which some of the things are different than the Sephardic Jews. And in order to not make, get mixed up, in the Shulchan Aruch that is printed nowadays, you'll see that his words are in Rashi letters. That's one way to recognize it. And his thing is called a mapa. A mapa? You need a map? You need a map? No, 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 not a mapa. I'm not going to mapa the floor. Not that kind of mapa. Mapa, you know, like a covering. Because he called it Shulchan Aruch. See, set table. And to make the table set nicely, he put a cover on it, like a tablecloth. And that's what his explanations were, or that's what his agos were. You understand? But anyways, now that we got that, so uh, I think we can get up to the story. I hope so, because if not, this is the biggest introduction I ever heard. And you never told this story before? Nope, never did. Okay, so let me get on with the story. Now, in those days, uh, there was a king in Poland, and there really was. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look at this a little settle here, what I have, because I looked up his name. His name was... His name was... Was... No, no, no. King Sigismund II Augustus of Poland. Yep. He was the king. Now, I don't have time to go into tell you how they got permission to build this shul because the church tried to stop it. But let me tell you something. It wasn't built directly, as some people think, directly in... Uh, you know, like, um, how do you call it, in, into the Krakow, the main part of Krakow. You know, just like we live in New York, and, and I know we live in Brooklyn, New York, or Borough Park, USA, or Flappish, USA, you're right. <laughs> That's correct. Okay, so the shul was really built in a place called Kazimierz. Kazimierz was uh, like a little uh, a suburban village outside of Krakow, located right by the Vistula River. Uh, immediately to the south of the royal castle on the Wawel Hill. Wow, you know so much when you have a paper in front of you. Uh, yes, yes, well, anyways. Okay, so let me now get into the story. Now, <clears throat> why did I mention all these facts? I don't know, the story has something to do with the shul, and it's very famous, and it's very holy shul, right? So that's what we're going to get to, right? That's right. And also we're going to get to, uh, um, I don't know, uh, we're going to get to, um, 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 what's the other thing called? You told about the shul, right? And then because he's rich, yeah, what, 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 what am I missing here? What am I missing? <laughs> You're missing why I told you there was a king. See, the king liked to collect taxes. And where is he going to get the taxes from? And not from me. I know that. So let me tell you about the king, okay? Um, the king, he liked to get taxes. And, uh, of course, um, he wanted the Jews to pay their fair share of taxes. Now, as an incentive, he would have a Jew go over and collect taxes. Uh-oh. You mean he got a mean Jew? Uh, well, incentive. Sometimes, uh, Kesef, I know Kesef Matar and I am, right? Yes, unfortunately. So it's very possible that, you know, some of these uh, tax collectors in certain villages and towns and cities, uh, they were uh, very mean and they raised taxes because they got a percentage of these taxes and that's how they became wealthy. And, of course, the king didn't mind as long as he got his percentage that he wanted. Wow. So you're saying that in, in, in Krakow, um, there was a very mean uh, guy who was the tax collector. That's correct. 
Now, he was orthodox. He was a from yid, you know, but, you know, <laughs> little money, you know, makes him a uh, little thing. So, you know what? Now I give you enough background. Let's take a look. Let's walk into Krakow. I can't. Why not? I'm in this uh, part of the United States, and Krakow is in Poland. I'm not here. I mean, I'm not there. I mean, come on. Use your imagination. Okay, here I go. Wow, what a show. Can I die? Okay, uh, now let's just see what's going on in Krakow. Um, dum 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 dum. Oh, look, there's somebody. I hope, I hope that this guy, Sender, is not around here. Because I don't want him to see that I just made a nice business deal. Because if he sees that I did a nice business deal, he's going to demand that I should pay a very high tax. And I don't want that. So I have to be very, very careful. I... Hello there! Shalom Aleichem! <laughs> Motala! Motala! Do my ears uh, uh, perk up when I smell and hear the sound of money? Uh, how do you uh, smell and hear the sound of money? I just... Uh, come on. You have to pay your taxes. Now you don't want that I should tell the king that you're making good business deals and not paying your fair share of taxes, right? Uh, yeah, okay, I'll pay, I'll pay up. Be the worst thing to do is try to get him to be angry at you or think that you're angry at him because then he'll find different excuses to put fines and taxes and everything. And he has the the king, uh, you know, this guy, whatever his name is, Augustus, pickle juice, whatever. He got him, you know, backing him. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's so strange. He has his house located directly across the street from the big shul from the Ramah and also facing the big square. So this way he can be a yenta and watch everybody and see what's doing everybody's business. And this way nobody can get by with doing some business without having to pay some heavy, heavy tax more than this year. Because he just collects the, uh, so much and everything. I think he causes a lot of lush and horror around here too. I mean, I'm telling you. But in the meantime, while that is going on, we'd like to switch now and focus on Sender. <laughs> All right, I'm going now to see the king. I'll be back. And sure enough, Sender would go on his horse and gallop off. <laughs> and sure enough, he would arrive by the king and everybody recognized him. Oh, Moshke! Very good, Moshke! <laughs> go right in. Now, even though his name was Sender, they call him Moshka. And some even called him Mashka, whatever. But anyways, yes, it, you know, it depends how they pronounce it. But meanwhile, he was going into the king, and the king looked at him and said, I'm so proud of you, Mashka. You're one of my best Mashkas, you know. I have many Mashkas. But you, I'm doing one of the most amount of taxes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. You're a very good asset to the government, you know. It's very nice what you do. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'm sure that you're here to give your share of the taxes, right? Ah, uh, yeah, of course. That's what I'm here. Here, here you go, sir. <laughs> Enjoy. All right, let me go back home. And so, sure enough... After he paid a share of the taxes and he took his share, his uh, percentage, he was pretty well to do, you can rest assured of that. And he sat in his house, drinking a little coffee. <sniffs> ah, you know, 
Uh, Hinde, I was just thinking to myself. Yes, what were you thinking about? You know, we are fortunate that we have one only daughter. I don't know why we're not blessed to have other children. We have one daughter. And you know, we're having a hard time finding a shidduch. You would think everybody would jump to marry our daughter. She's very pretty. Not a problem with that. We have a lot of money. Not a problem with that. What do you think it could be? I don't know. Maybe uh, people don't like to be machutin uh, with you because uh, 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 they're afraid that that uh, uh, you'll charge taxes so you can pay for the for the hashinah. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> you know what? I don't need them. I got a great idea. I have to find somebody that's just like me. I'm a shidduch. I mean, a, a tax collector just like me. You know what I mean? Ah. In the next tackle, yes, you know, hey, yes, of course, <laughs> my good friend Menachem, he's also a Moshke. Let me go visit him. And sure enough, he got on his horse and he galloped away. And he knocked on the door. Just a minute, just a minute. Hey, master, somebody's here to see you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. One minute, one minute. I'm in it, I'm in it. I keep showing about Ah, ha, ha, ha. Maybe you can have some mosque to mosque. <laughs> I do like your jokes, you know. I was just thinking. Menachem, <laughs> you know, I was just thinking out loud. And, uh, you know, I have a daughter. That's funny, and I have a boy, I have a son. <laughs> so, what's the problem? Uh, I I could smell what's coming. You want to make a shidduch between your daughter and my son. You know what? I like that idea, because I find whoever I try to read a shidduch from my son in this town, nobody wants my son. You know that? And my son's a big town Hochum. He comes from a wealthy uh, family. I'm very rich, you know that? <laughs> Yes, I know that, I know that. And you know, I was just thinking that uh, the same thing. Nobody wants to marry my daughter. But you and I, we understand each other. We know we have to do what we have to do for the business and, you know, for the sake of the of the government that we are in, right? Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, so therefore, uh, uh, since you understand me, I understand you. Uh, should we make a shidduch? What do you say? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's trick Lachayim. Lachayim, Lachayim. Yes, good. And sure enough, they made a Lachayim and everything like that. And as time would have it, they decided to make a date for the Hasana. And they picked a nice day. And they picked a Friday. Now, in those days... It wasn't uncommon for poor people to make a chasna on a Friday because this way they would sing and they would dance, uh, you know, after the chuppah, and then they would stretch the meal into Friday night. And this way they can have the suda from the chasna together with the suda Shabbos at the same time. That was one of the things that some people had accustomed to do. But wealthy people, why did they need to do that? Ah, let me see. All right, let me try to do a bit. Okay, Friday is very good. 
Because Friday, by the afternoon, many, many Jewish people close their geschäften, you know, they close their shops uh, by noontime. I have a choice. Yep. So what I going to do? Very simple. I know, I know, I know. I'm thinking a bishop. Uh-huh. So if I make my chashne uh, in a weekday, people might not come because they're busy at work. And at night time, they wouldn't stay so long because, you know, I, I'm trachting, I'm thinking, that why won't they stay so long? Because the reason why they won't stay so long is very partial, it's very simple. Because they got to wake up early in the morning to go to Shiel, to Darwin, and go to the, to the learning, to the Shiel, and then go to the Abbey to go to the work. Everything like this, they have to do, so therefore they wouldn't stay so long. Now, this is my only daughter. What wouldn't I do for my only daughter? I'm going to make a chasna saying, Kamoyo, nobody ever saw a chasna like this, and nobody going to see a chasna like this. You know? <laughs> I am going to make it in my house. My house is big enough, and I'm going to invite people from the town, and I'm going to invite all of my machatunim to come. They're going to come, and they're going to celebrate the chasna over here. And I'm going to make sure that I'm going to hire the best music, even if it means I have to hire goyim that know how to read music notes, and they'll play, you know, because, you know, if Hans will show them, you know, the Hans is very labidic and everything, and then it's going to get close to Shabbos. I wouldn't want Ayid Hasrisholem to take his instruments and carry it, even though maybe we're going to have an Arab this week or the niche, but whatever, you know. Hi, 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 hi. So I'll go, I can play. I'm also hiring professional dancers, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good dancers, you know. Good, good uh, uh, dancers that uh, no mamas, they don't have to dance. They're trying get, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now, let's see now. Uh, Rabbi Yosef, they're going to hire video photographers and still uh, pictures and things like that? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this happened in the 1500s. They didn't have those things. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Uh, I'll go, go, go ahead. Yes, I will. Okay, uh, continue. Um, you who, um, uh, sender. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, let me continue. Anyways, so let's see. Now I got this. I have my guest list. I will send out all the invitations and everything. And that's that. I make sure I have plenty of wine, plenty of schnapps, plenty of food, plenty of everything. Yes, yes, yes. Everything are going to be there. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people were starting to talk about it. Oh, did you hear the latest? It's Mama Shigavaldikasach. It's unbelievable. Did you hear? Did you hear? Sender finally found the Shidduch for his daughter. Oh, yeah, I heard, I heard. But I don't want to be one to talk Lashon Hara. Then don't talk Lashon Hara. I don't want to hear it. All right, so don't listen. I'm not going to tell you that uh, Hossin, his father, is also a tax collector in the next village. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also has uh, very similar characteristic. He fits perfectly into their family. I told you I didn't want to hear it. So why were you listening? Why were you talking so loud? Uh, right. Why don't you put your finger in your ear? I can't put my finger in my ear. Why not? Because I'm holding a package. Then why don't you put the package in your ear? Because the package don't fit in my ear. What's the matter with you? Stop talking Lashon Hara. And sure enough, as much as people tried not to talk Lashon Hara, unfortunately it was a pretty tough situation to talk about this uh, upcoming wedding and people speculating what it's going to be like. Well, it wouldn't be too long before they found out what this wedding would be all about. And sure enough, that Friday came. 
And there were people from the town who came to join the chasana. And it was a beautiful chuppah. The chasana under the chuppah was singing away. And of course, the Masada Kedushin, according to some in the story, was the Ramah, and according to some of this, it was a different rabbi. Anyways, but the, but, but the problem is, uh, Rabbi Herbs, why are you talking like that? Oh, I, I, because I, I'm living in the town. What's the matter with you? Oh, Rabbi Herbs, you have such a good imagination. You actually picture yourself like you're inside the town. Could I do that too? Uh, yeah, come in. All right, uh, one second. Rabbi Herbs, are you doing me or am I doing me? Uh, no, no, you're doing you, and I'm doing me. Then who was doing me just a minute ago? Oh, I was doing you, because sooner or later I do everybody. Don't mix me up. Uh, let's see. Oh, where was I? Ah, yeah, make a hasna. Oh, yeah. And, of course, after they broke the glass, everybody started singing. And everybody was clapping, and they were singing and dancing, and they were, you know, mamish like it was very lavity. And, of course, they brought the chasna into the house because the chuppah was outdoors, of course. And, of course, in those days, they didn't do like nowadays where the chasna and kala go off for about a half hour, an hour, just for taking pictures and everything like that. They don't do that over there because they didn't have that in those days. So, anyways, what ended up happening was is they sat down for the suda. Hey, this is great. Pass me the wine over there, please. Uh, could you pass a piece of gaffel to fish? But a piece of harain, You want some harain? I'll give you some harain. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, please, there's plenty of food. We were ordered to bring as much food as everybody wants and as much wine as everybody wants. No need to push and shove. Oh, dear me, oh, my. And sure enough, it was really labedic. And it was a little problem. Uh-oh. What's a nice chasna? What's the problem? Well, the clock was ticking, and the hour was getting late. Oi, why is me here? I'm looking at the clock. Oi, my mama, mia, mama, oi, why is me here? You know, it's time to go. It's about Shabbos, you know, I have to get ready for Shabbos. Okay, thank you, Maldo, 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 yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah, Marshal Top, Marshal Top. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'll drink a little with you before you go. <laughs> Alrighty. Woo! Yes, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got. Woo! <laughs> I tell you, wow. Hey, let's drink a little Yes, let's drink a little <laughs> And they were drinking, and more people began to realize, Oh dear, Bilba, it's time to go. I should bow Shabbos. Oh, this chasin is going on for hours and hours. I'm going to go now because I have to get ready for Shabbos. I'm going also. 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 And of course, all the people from the shtetl, all the people from Krakow, from the local village area of Kazimierz, whatever they pronounce it. Anyways, they, that's probably why everybody says Krakow instead of saying what the real name was, where the shul was and where the story took place, was really Kazimierz. But anyways, so what happens is all the townspeople went to get ready for Shabbos and so on and so forth. And then people were coming into the shul. Uh, good night of Shabbos, 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 good night of Shab
And, of course, the Ramah came into the shul. And everybody stood up for COVID. And Moshe's lips was there. And he's looking around. And everybody is looking. And the shaman says, I'm sholik me. Uh, uh, is it time to dive in Kabbalah Shabbos? I mean, we dive in for earlier. So uh, now it's up to Kabbalah Shabbos. Would you like I should send up the belt filler now? Just a minute. Something going on. What is that noise I hear? It's coming from across the street. I don't understand. It's time to, to be ready to welcome in the Shabbos. What is going on over there? It's nothing, it's just that the uh, Shender, you know, the mosque there, <laughs> the tax collector, made the hasner today, you know, remember? And uh, it's still going on. But it's, uh, it's getting ready very, very late. It's it's it's, uh, it's time to uh, get ready for Shabbos. It's time to daven Shabbos. This is Shoshin Balzat, Shodavin and Kabbalah Shabbos. Now, uh, listen here. You go over to him, go across the street, straight to him, and tell him, I said, he should end the hasner. It's time to get ready. And for Shabbos, it's time for a couple of Shabbos. I'll wait, okay? Go, 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 go. All right, I'll go. Everybody's singing and dancing and dancing up and down, up and down. Let me open up this door. Would you like to drink a little bit over there? Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. Uh, uh, Rapsender, Rapsender, I have a message from the Heilig, uh, the roof, Ramosh uh, Ishalis, you know the Ramor. I, I, I have to uh, to tell you something. <laughs> what? You want to tell me something? What do you want to tell me? Go ahead, spit it out. Uh, I, I don't spit, it's not nice. Listen, Herzogchi, and listen what I'm going to tell you. The Heilig roof said, that it's time to get ready for Shabbos, and we're about to start Kabbalah Shabbos, and the Hasna has to stop, and you should come to Shul and Darwin with us, and so on and so forth. Hey, don't tell me what to do. This is my only daughter. I'm making beautiful Hasna, in beautiful Simcha, ever having a good time. We have enough people. We'll make our own minion. But but this is uh, you know it's it's like Shabbos going to start you know I and mean, then you know we have to dive in Kabbalah Shabbos I mean you can't have listen the magicians the magic I mean the magician magician yeah yeah be so drunk I think no I'm not drunk I'm drink okay now listen to me I have Goyish musicians hired they'll play music and they are uh, paid in advance so they can play music straight in and we're just uh. But we shouldn't be having a no out of this. I mean, I, I don't want to come to Aloha thing. You should ask the Rob about this Aloha thing. Hey, listen to me. Get out of here. Don't disturb my, my, my beautiful Simcha. Get out, get out. Uh, excuse me. Are you trying to ruin our Simcha? Throw him out. Excuse me, Papa. I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave. But instead, they picked him up and they threw him right out. Ouch. That hurts. All right, let me go back to the Heilekatsadik. And he went back to the Ramah, and the Ramah looked at him and he said, The music is still going on. Did you get inside? I got inside. Did you tell him? I told him. And what happened? He threw me right out. Oi, 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 oi. This is not very good. I want you to go back inside. I want you to go inside, and I want you to tell him that if he doesn't stop the Simcha now, 
and start to uh, be Makabal Shabbos the right way, and not to be Mavaza Shabbos, and not to disturb us over here in Shul, so we can daven properly, Kabbalah Shabbos, tell him he is playing with his life. He is putting his life in danger. Uh, right, um, uh, 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 right away. <coughs> All right, here I go. Okay, coming in the door. <laughs> All right, uh, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. The Shabbos is bad. Hey, what do you want now? Didn't I send you out of here? What do you have to say now? Uh, uh, listen, I have a very, very important message for you from the Heidegger that I'm Okay, you listen to me. And don't make a, uh, you know, like a wish with the hand. Don't, don't to like wave your hand and, and, and throw me out. And don't pick me up and throw me out, okay? It's not a very nice thing to be picked up and thrown out. All right. Listen, we're having a party. You want to join us? Go join us. No, has for sure. I'm going to Davin and we want you to Davin. And the, the Rav said like this. If you don't stop the music and you don't stop the Shimcha now and come to Davin Kabbalah the Shabbos as a mensch, yeah, you don't do this. You're playing with your life. Your life is going to be in danger. <laughs> My house is a strong house. And I have so many people here. What kind of danger? I'm uh, very close to the king, you know. <laughs> and if the king uh, finds out something happened to me, his favorite tax collector, he's not going to be happy. Nobody's going to start up with me. Now listen to me. I don't care what's going on here. When I'm ready to dive in Kabbalah Shabbos, I'll dive in Kabbalah Shabbos. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay? Now, go. We have a minute without you. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. But you don't understand. The Heligachadik, I don't care what he said. Now, get out of here. Hey, fellas, throw him out. I don't know. I can go myself. I throw me right into the garbage cans. Oi. Ay, 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 ay. And sure enough, he came back to the Ramor. And the Ramor asked him, uh, No, did you tell him? Yeah, I told him. And how come the music is still going on? Did you tell him that he's playing with his life? That his life is in danger if he keeps doing what he's doing? Uh, yes, but he, um, he got very angry and um, he like um, 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 uh, he threw me out. They had uh, All the people from the party, they threw me right out into the garbage can. This is not very good. Maybe I could send uh, better people. Uh, I'm not saying that you're not a good person. Maybe he thinks because you're the shamus, you're not a chosheva person. Uh, let me take three people that are considered from the three top chosheva people from the town, and maybe that'll be respectful for him, and then maybe he'll listen. Chaim, Chaim Dovi, Yosef Arye, Meshulam Yitzchok, come, 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 come. Okay, come, come, come. I want you to go to him. And tell him in my name, I said very clearly, he should stop the Simcha now, stop the music and everything, and be Makabal Shabbos the right way. If he doesn't, he is playing with his life. Do you understand that? Yes, of course, I understand it. Yes, of course. I, I will definitely go, no question about it. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I will tell him everything, yes. And so the three people went across the street. And they opened the door because after all the simcha was everybody in and out. So, <laughs> hey, okay, um, let's see now. Um, who's going to speak? 
I think I could speak up. Uh, well, you all agree that he should speak up? I'm going to do it anyways. Okay. Excuse me. Pardon me. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Ah! What is this? Oh! Ha 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 ha! What can I do for you? Chaim Dovi, how you say? Hoshua people, you come to join the party? Uh, no, not exactly. Uh, not really, because we came here really to tell you straight out that uh, the Ramon said that you have to stop the party. And if you're not going to stop it, uh, you're really putting your life in danger. I don't see how, and I don't care. Now get out of here before I throw you out. I'll be nice to you. I won't throw you out because you're hushing guys. Now get out, get out, get out, get out, and stop spoiling my party. What is every five minutes somebody else is going to come in here? <laughs> Next thing you know, the Ramon himself is going to come. But I doubt it. But the Ramah, he heard what the three people said. And that's what they said. Oh, that's right. I, I heard it also. I see. So I have no choice. Do not stalk Kabbalah Shabbos until I say so. I will go myself. I will speak to him. And so the Halek Tzadik, the Ramah, he went outside. He went across the street. And he went straight into the house of this rich man, Moshke, which is known as Sender, but to the king as Moshke, and to the Goyim he's known as Moshke. And he went in there. And as he came in there, the people looked. Get out of there, it's the Rav. Yeah, the Rav. The Rav came in. The Rav came in. The Rav. Another's here. Ah, well, what can we do for you? Yes, uh, what can we do for you? I'm telling you clearly, Sender. It is already past Seisachahomim. It's technically Shamus. And you should make sure that you stop this Simcha now. And you come to Shul and Daven like a man should be makabal to Shabbos the right way. This is not COVID for Shabbos. And this is not COVID Atoire either. That you're not listening. Do you understand? <laughs> you know, you came here uh, a few years ago. You were born here, then you left, and now you came back a few years ago. And now you think you could tell me what to do? Do you know who I am? I know exactly who you are. You're the tax collector. But that will be between you and our college Borchu. Now you listen to me. You don't want to have more uh, taxes put on your neshama, do you? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm telling you, Claw. If you don't do what I tell you to stop the party now, you will be putting your life in danger. Please, do me a favor. Don't tell me what to do, okay? You're the Rav, I respect you, but uh, have a nice day. You know, I'm a lot older than you. I know better than you. Goodbye, take care, goodbye. And the Ramah realized that there was nothing to talk to. So the Ramah turned around and he left. The Heiliget Tzaddik went back to the shul. And the shaman said, No, did you get anywhere? Were you able to do something? No. We will not wait anymore. He had enough warnings. He cannot say that he wasn't warned. By the way, Rabbi Herbs, what's the name of the story? Oh, oh, the name of the story? I never told it? No, you never said what the name of the story is. You just went right into it. Oh, oh, the name of the story is Don't Say You Weren't Warned. Or <laughs> Don't Mess With Shabbos. Oh, don't mess with Shabbos. Cool. Maybe that's a better name. Well, whatever. Both titles work. You know, don't say you weren't warm, and don't mess with Shabbos. Uh, uh, okay, right, okay. Mm. Okay, Um. so now what? 
And now we go back to the story. Rabbi Sai, let us begin Kabbalah Shabbos. And the chazan went up. And of course, the chazan was davening. And in those days, it seems to be that not everybody was able to read properly. And so the chazan didn't just read the first part, you know, to start, you know, like some people go, you know, and then they end off the last part, you know. Instead, the chazan basically said every word pretty much out loud. And then when he came to the end, he just said it even louder. So this way, in case somebody couldn't read well for whatever reason, or he just didn't have a siddur, or there wasn't enough siddurim, they were able to follow with the chazan. And at that time, the chazan was singing away, and even though he sang so loud, but the music and the drunkenness and those guys were so drunk, they didn't even, like, think about it. I am by, <laughs> you know, Kabbalah Shabbos is, is whenever we want it. That's right. Whenever we want to make Kabbalah Shabbos, that's when Kabbalah Shabbos is going to be. And that's what they were thinking. But in the meantime, let me tell you something. People in the shul going, if I cover my ears, then I can't hear the Baltrilli. If I uncover my ears, I hear the people singing across the street. I hear the music, loud music. It's crazy. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What shall I do? And suddenly, the chazin finished singing L'chodoidi, and he started a paragraph of Mizmor Shil Yema Shabbos. Mizmor Shil Yema Shabbos, Toim And as he was going on and, you know, sing out loud, and he started to come to the Pusik that says, Ki hine Hashem, Ki hine and the chazan was saying that. And just as he said those words, suddenly everybody stopped in the middle of the davening because they heard a loud rumble. <laughs> And after that loud rumble, the noise outside stopped. But not only did the noise outside stop, but so did the music, so did the singing from the chasna across the street. And the Ramos simply said, And that was enough to understand to continue davening. And it's interesting, when people finished davening and they came outside, they looked and they saw a strange sight. Oh my goodness, look at that. Do you see what I see outside? Uh, there's nothing to see outside. Uh, Mushkin, you know, sender, his house is not there. It like, it like, it, like, uh, it crashed down and it collapsed and it, and it sunk into the ground and, 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 and is there anybody alive? And they ran over there, and unfortunately there was nobody alive. They heard no sound. Is anybody there? Is anybody there? Say something. But nobody answered. No one survived it. Not one of them. And suddenly one person stopped and started to think, 
I want you to understand that uh, you know that noise that we heard? It was the building collapsing. Do you people think about what I'm thinking about? What do you mean? Yes, what do you mean? I'm the cousin. What, what are you talking about? The words you said. Yes. Oh, the words that I said when the lo- loud noise was. Oh, boy. Behold uh, your uh, enemies. Hashem. Hashem. Behold your enemies uh, will be destroyed. And and uh, all the evildoers uh, will be dispersed. Uh-oh. And the Ramah was very unhappy, but he knew that this was going to happen. And the Ramah, in his own way, said to himself, I warned him, but he wouldn't listen. I warned him that you cannot play games with Shabbos. I warned him, but he wouldn't listen. Ah, yeah, yeah. To honor me, I can be Michael, but Shabbos Kiddush, terrible, terrible. Wow, Rabbi Yerb, this is one of your stories that doesn't have a super, super happy ending. How come? <laughs> Maybe it's because it's a true story. I don't know. But it does have a certain sense of a happy ending because uh, all the people understood even better to keep Shabbos. And uh, unfortunately, there was nothing left, not even one item of his riches left which taught the town a very interesting lesson, that materialistic things are not as important as spiritual things. And therefore, even though this ascender thought he could do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants, and he thought he has power because he works for the king, but he doesn't work for the king of all kings. The Ramah obviously works for the king of all kings. (sighs) We all have to learn. And this happened a few hundred years ago. Deacon like that nowadays, so this way maybe everybody will perk up and do good mitzvahs. I agree. Okay, is there any time left to take any uh, phone calls? Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, let's see, did I want to speak to Yassi or to Rabbi Herbs? Hello, you're on the air. Hello. Me? Yes, you're on the air, me. What's your name? Hi, Wickler. Hi, Wickler. Okay. All right, so what lessons you learned in tonight's story? I, wrote, I have 89. 89? Okay, can you say the 27th and the 57th and the 32nd? Okay, the the 27th is tell your master when someone's by the door. The 57th is don't be mechal Shabbos. And the 32nd is Nikol Chaim. Very good, very good, very good. Okay, thanks a lot. But I would ask you for more, but our switchboard is lit up over here. I want to get as many people as possible. Thanks a lot. Hello, you're on the air. Yes, you're on the air. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. What What is your name? Yosef Gindi. Yosef Gindi. Okay. And what lesson did you learn tonight's story? That you should you should um, always keep Shabbat and listen to have emunah chachamim. Very good. Talk Excellent. Talk to Yossi. Sure. Hi. How are you? Did you like tonight's story? Very special. Yeah. Could you say a story next time? I should say the story next time. Yeah. I'll have to speak to Rabbi Herbs and see if he's okay with that. Okay. Okay, bye. Thanks for calling. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Eliel Cohen. Eliel Cohen. Okay. And what lesson you learned tonight's story? No, you shouldn't start up with Shabbos. That's right. You should not start up with Shabbos. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Yes. Yes, uh, Yossi is here. I'm here. What do you want? 
Hi, how are you? Good. Good, so now you're gonna keep Shabbos even better? Yeah. Good, glad to hear that. Okay, our phones are Don't lit you up on me. And, and, and on a Friday, I'm going on a, on, a, on a trip. Oh, very good. I hope you come back in time for Shabbos, unless your trip is for Shabbos. You going what to... is it for Shabbos? Oh, you're going to go away. On a Friday. Oh, yeah, I know, but I'm saying you're going on Friday, and then you're going to be someplace for Shabbos? No, I'm going to go home for Shabbos. Oh, good, good, good. So make sure you're home in time. Make sure you leave with plenty of time so you don't get late for Shabbos. Okay, bye. Got to go now to the next phone call. Bye-bye. Nice to talk to you. Hello? Hello, you're on here. What is your name? I really I wouldn't say that. But you said a very nice story. I didn't hear you. I... You said a very nice story. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, hello, you're on the air. What is your name? I'm Mark Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? You should never mess with Shabbos. Very good. Never mess with Shabbos. That's correct. <coughs> okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Hello, my name is Ruby. Okay, and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Tonight's story, you should never start up with Shabbos. Very good. Excellent. You see, some of the other stories have never start up with the Jews, but this one is don't start up with Shabbos. Very good. Excellent. Hello, okay. my name is Naftali, and... Today is my birthday, and I love this story. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Okay, hello, you're on here. What is your name? <coughs> what? Okay, hello, you're on here. Hello, you're on here. What is your name? Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? I want to say just it's a very good story. Very good. I'm glad you liked it. Okay, hello, you're on here. What is your name? No? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name? Thunder. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? Kidding. Okay, what, anonymous. what is your name? Uh, anonymous. Okay, Anonymous. Martin Besesa. Are you going to also be Martin Besesa? We take that also. Uh, <laughs> the lesson I uh, learned is that um, if you try not to ever mess with the Shabbos, Shabbos or else, whatever, like the, whatever, what was probably almost like... Very good. Yeah. It's like, okay. like you get punishment okay. for every, I, I not always you very, die from it. Very good. Don't okay. always die. Okay. Like in some stories. Okay, I think it. that's all the time we have left over here, even though the boards are lit up all over the place. But that's all the time we have. So until next week, everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. Goodbye. <laughs>